The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code CFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and went up to 20 times in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by VEASAN. Sign up now and save 40% off with their football season special when you use promo code SGP. VSIN.com slash subscribe, promo code SGP. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ryan Gilbert here. Come to you on a Friday night. Uh, at least we're recording here on a Friday night. Probably not dropping this until the weekend. But nevertheless, I am with here, here with my co-host, Joel Meyer. How are we doing tonight, Joel? Absolutely. Doing doing well, of course. The weekend is upon us. Happy to uh, uh, get back into the trenches of college football, NFL, and all the rest. And um also got the Ryder Cup going on this weekend. Um, first day was uh, uh, well, Thursday night, my time, PST. But, of course, Friday morning in Rome where it's being played. And, um, you know, normally when I go to sleep, I'm often listening to uh, you know, classical music, maybe black metal, maybe uh, a podcast, whatever. But there's nothing better than falling asleep to golf one or two in the morning. Golf on the, on the, on the screen in front of you. So I... Yeah, I grab my blankets from my bed, threw them on the couch, and just 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 passed out listening to the the golf broadcast. It's absolutely perfection. You, know, you just wake up, even better, waking up in the morning and then seeing Europe for nothing over <laughs> the Americans. And uh, yeah, it was a hell of a day for Team Europe, which is very, very good for me. And uh, yeah, looking forward to another one. Although I'll I'll probably be asleep beforehand, but uh, before it starts, but I'll, I'll get a lot more um tomorrow morning. Yeah, I, I saw America kind of shit the bed. It was like the the first time I'm not sure in history or quite some time where they didn't even win win one point. So, I mean, you you and Talon both said bet bet Europe to win that. So, uh, good call there. Yeah, uh, I'm doing good Friday night. I'm having some brewskis. I got some uh, good Chinese food on the way after this. So, uh, feeling good over here. Uh, all right, before we get into things here, make sure you check out the Sports Gambling Podcast website. I have my Metropolitan Division preview probably up there by now. I have all the other division previews there as well, as well as uh, some player awards and Stanley Cup long shot stuff there. So make sure you check out the articles there. And make sure you subscribe to the Hockey Gambling Podcast. Uh, that's on Apple. You can go to sg.pn slash hockey. Spotify is sg.pn slash hockey s and uh, make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review so we can have something to read at the end of the podcast and also uh, turn on auto downloads so you get these episodes in your feed as soon as they are published they're going to be coming in, coming in hot the next week leading up to the season and make sure you get in the discord sg.pn slash discord you're literally losing money if you're not in the discord I just put a mispriced line in there before we record there I also tweeted it out at hockey sgpn 
Make sure you follow us there on Twitter as well. But uh, let's get right into this here. I, I, I asked Joel a so, little, little pre-show. Pre I said I want to talk about the, the wild signings, and he has not seen them yet. So this is his uh, actual reaction to learning that the Minnesota Wild have signed Marcus Foligno to a four-year deal. Do you have any guess what the AAV might be on that? Marcus Foligno. Ah. 16 mil altogether. You, you, you nailed it on the head there. I mean, you nailed it on that. $4 million a year for a player that had 21 points in 65 games last year. Uh, career high, 42 points the year before. But besides that, just, you know, 23 points for the majority of his career in Buffalo and Minnesota. I get that it's like a character type of type of guy for them, but it's it's really weird that, that Minnesota just decides to, to, to pay him. He's 32, going to be 33 next year when it, when it, when it kicks in. A pay raise from his 3.1 million this year. I know, I know the cap's going up, but like he wears the A. He's a leader there. You, you want to give the leaders what what they what they deserve. So uh, yeah, uh, what are your thoughts on the Felino signing? Yeah, he's a decent player. It's, it's, I know the uh, everybody every reaction this this year is like, oh, that's too much. That's too much. That's too much. Well, why is that? Because the cap is going up. Finally, you know we're we're, we're used to being in the um, you know the the with a flat cap era last few years so now that it's going up a uh, big surprise that salaries are going up so that that's why I'm, I'm not too shocked by that if maybe a little bit too high but uh no he, he's a decent player I, i'm sure i see a lot more of him than you do he's a pain in the ass kind of guy um yeah yeah not not too shocking all right just it just seems to be a, a bit too much and then the uh, other one that they signed i believe it came out that came out first was uh matt zuccarello he's a bit up up there more in age 36. He's under contract for this season for six million. They extended him for two more years at 4.125 per season. I mean, pretty much the just a little bit higher uh, AAV than than Felinov. I mean, they got a lot of shit when when they signed Zuccarello and they said something about like some there was some lizard quote or snake quote about about Zuccarello. Yeah, he he's been he's been great. A weasel. He's a weasel. <laughs> He's been great there in Minnesota. I mean, especially with uh, on that line with Kaprizov. So uh, yeah, what do you think about Zuccarello there for two more years? Yeah, obviously he's not the same player he was with the Rangers or um, even with the Stars now. But he's he's still he's still a decent player. Um, yeah, that that that's that's more like a a veteran contract. Uh, good job by the Wild and um, Bill Guerin not giving them too many years. Uh, they, they 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 learned from their mistakes at the uh, the Ryan Suter and Zach Parise contracts um yeah so that that's a that's a decent signing i mean uh, bill garen he does good work there in minnesota um uh, yeah it's almost miraculous the way that they've stayed competitive considering how much they're still paying pre and suitor but yeah is still has a lot of life left and yeah he's a pass in the playoffs as well he just he fits the kind of wild uh mold in terms of they're their kind of player they're just very pesty and then mm-hmm. yeah not 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 the goal score he once was but still uh does this little, the little things right i mean yeah he's had his the, the two best years of his career the, the past years i mean I, I always thought when he was with the rangers and the flyers were somewhat decent back then he was annoying to play against he's always underrated so uh, i'm glad he's kind of getting his getting his roses now a little bit as he as he gets up there in age but with the wild um norwegian then, guy Norwegian guy, yes. Italian name, but Norwegian guy. Uh, I found the quote from um, Paul Fenton. He said, I told him when I was talking to him that he's like a lizard. The way a lizard takes his tongue and sticks it out as far as it does and retrieves what it was trying to do. 
I don't know what that means. No one knew what that means back when he said it when they signed him. But he, he's he's been great for for the while out there in Minnesota. That's a, that's a talent quote right there. <laughs> it is. That, that, that's some talent ethics right there. Um, and then another kind of news bit I want to touch on here. I mean, when we when we I feel like we did the Ducks preview so long ago, and we didn't really think the Zegris and Drysdale situation would go on for for this long and well into training camp, well into the preseason. Now, less than two weeks of the season. But uh, Elliot Friedman reported on his 32 Thoughts podcast that it doesn't sound optimistic. The team doesn't seem like they're going to budge. The players don't seem like they're going to budge. Someone told me that Anaheim is just risking something here. I would be very careful if I was the Ducks. But yeah, it, it, it makes complete sense. I mean, we, we touched on it a little bit last show, just you know, briefly, but they have $16 million in cap space. They paid Kalorn. They have these other young guys that are coming up. So why do they want to play hardball with Zegris? Who like, if if they if they embrace Zegris, I mean, he was on. I know I know you guys don't like him. He's not like a superstar, but like he was on the cover of NHL 23 last year. He plays in Anaheim. He he like has the Beach Boy vibe. Like they could market him so well if they just you know, lock him up, name him the captain, and they'd sell a bunch of jerseys, especially with the with the new Mighty Ducks jerseys, but they're playing hardball with him. I get it with Drysdale. He, he's been hurt. He hasn't played much, but Zegers, I mean, is a superstar without being a superstar on the ice. And maybe that's, that's what they don't want to pay him for. They want, they want him to see it more on the ice and less like off, off the ice flashy stuff. But he's, everyone was talking about him that the past two years, everyone's going to continue to talk about him now, but, but kind of for different reasons, especially if he's unable to get a deal done by the time the season starts. Right. Well, I don't think that we know the, the full story here. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there is a reason why they're they're paying those those vets yeah. that kind of money while while not uh, paying Zegris. And I'm not sure if he is captain material. We we don't know that he he could uh, just not have that in him. And and why not use his uh, RFA years to to learn that without uh, locking him up long term? Um, so uh, I can understand the logic from the team perspective um mason mctavish i think he's he's more captain material anyway mm-hmm. in terms of uh, his character looking from the outside so uh yeah I, I don't know the specifics of what's going on there that that's my opinion looking outside in but uh yeah i mean the team has every right to use the rfa uh, years to their own um um uh what's the word the, the benefit <laughs> benefit yeah so uh yeah just a couple of years whatever just just play it out like lots of players do that um uh yeah he's he's not mcdavid he's not going to get like a massive deal right away uh so yeah I, you know it, it's it's just how it is uh, i know maybe you guys just want to pay the players more and more and more but uh maybe uh You'd rather see the veterans getting the money, and maybe man, I'm just fucking broke. <laughs> maybe they just don't want to spend money they don't have that's, to. That's true too. Yeah. I mean, you look in their arenas; they're hardly selling tickets, and of course, mm-hmm. uh, COVID did a number on a lot of different uh, organizations, especially the smaller ones like Anaheim. So yeah, I, yeah, sure they paid the, the the vets too much, but that you just can't be handing out all kinds of money to everybody. It, it, not everyone's the Leafs, right? Not everyone has uh, unlimited <laughs> pockets. Not everyone can give just just you know massive short term deals like like the Leafs can. But yeah, I, I mean McTavish probably is more cap, more captain material. He's probably too young right now. But like I'm just saying from like a marketing perspective, you know they could sign Zegers, you know give him an A at least, put him, make him the face of the team, sell sell some stuff, sell some tickets. But instead they're just making headlines for all the wrong reasons. Um, I just want to touch on how much I hate that offer sheets aren't used. I mean there's been three used in the past 
10 years, Ryan O'Reilly back in 2013. The, the Avs matched a two-year $10 million from the Flames. Sebastian Ajo from the Canadians was matched by the Hurricanes. Then the next, the next year, the, the Hurricanes, you know, bitterly signed Cocktailami for one year, six point one million. Gave up a first and third round pick for you know Cocktailami's a, a solid player, but like he's not worth worth that. And I, I feel like the the offer sheet compensation is also a bit off. Like if if it's one point five million to two million, it's a third round pick. Two million to four point two, it's a second round pick. Then four point two to six point four, it's a first and a third. And then after that, it's a first, second, third, two first rounds, one second, one third. If you go eight point five to ten point seven million. Or like the uh, the Shea Weber offer sheet that, that the Flyers made. It was four first round picks. Like I know teams don't want to upset other GMs and, and whatnot, but it's also they don't want to give up draft picks for 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 a player or or like sign into an offer sheet. You, you're risking giving up those draft picks, and you're also risking you know pissing off the other team. I know there's there's 29 other teams or whatever in the league to trade with, but you don't also want to become like that that team that is gonna be be the 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 villain of sorts because it's an old guys club and, and GMs in front offices. So that, that's why I don't want to rock the boat too much, but I, I just feel like it would be so much better for the league, so much better for, for the players. If there was a, l- a little bit less uh, of a compensation, maybe just, you know, knock everything down a round or two and, and then it make it more reasonable for, for these, these younger players to, to get what they deserve. Cause Zegris, I think what once like between three and 4 million, I think that that's the number they're just undecided on years and that would be a second round pick to give up for him which would be fine to sign it to but then Zegers but then the Ducks would just match that and if they gave up six up to 6.4 million it's a first round or third round pick and the Ducks would probably still match that so it's I just think the offer sheet uh, system just needs a complete revamp yeah this is not my area of expertise but uh, to me I would I would rather preserve the the players that you drafted not not having them scalped and then vultured by uh, the other um crooked gms pay them uh, then pay them yeah but uh, again the, the cap everyone uh, uh, a lot of teams most teams actually are pretty close to the cap uh especially these days and um yeah you can't just pay everyone like i was saying before and uh yeah you can argue about the philosophy of the cap and all those big things but under the current uh, scenarios uh, the realities of uh, this flat cap world then uh, it's understandable why teams are a little bit more cheap when it comes to paying their their younger players uh yeah i just uh, i know you, you guys a lot of people like to see players moving around like the nba you know the big trade damian lillard whatever um but uh, for me i'd rather just see the, the, the same kind of guys uh, develop at a place, you know, they, they sign a contract, they, they stick it out, or the team trades them, which I, I don't really like that either, just uh, giving up on a player, um, don't like his contract, whatever. That that kind of thing I can do without, but, um, yeah, again, this is not something I'm super passionate about, but that's just my uh, my opinion on, on how it works. I, I prefer to see the guy stick, stick with one team for as long as possible, generally speaking. Yeah, I, I don't want it to become the NBA where like every star player is demanding a trade every year. But if, if a team is not going to pay their young player, other, another team should be able to come in and, and pay them what, what they're worth. Like sh- show some respect to, to your younger players. And I'm sure we'll get into this more if anything happens with Zegers and when Talon's on, I'm sure he'll, he'll have a lot to say. So I, I feel like that's, that's yeah, offer sheets just should be just a system. It is just weird to me. 
Um, all right, and we're brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have using the Game Time app. They have flash deals and last-minute tickets. Easy to find, buy, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. They give you the images of the seat view so you know exactly what to expect what before you arrive. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. So download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. In Underdog Fantasy, you can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going 5 for 5 when you play alongside your favorite football team all season long. From now until October 4th, they're matching 100% of first deposits up to $500. And $1,000 Sundays continue. They're giving away 100000 in prizes this week and every week. 10000 to 10 people this week in a new sweepstakes every week. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Okay, so we we are a gambling show. We're gonna get back to our uh, our gambling team previews here. Uh, what do we got as we continue the Atlantic now? Well, I believe the Lightning are next up, being lower in the odds, especially since uh, Vasilevsky got hurt. We went over that in uh, a previous episode, and uh, yeah, the, the, uh, last season the narrative around the Lightning was that they they must be exhausted, worn out from playing in three Cup finals in a row. And from all the damage they took getting to the last one against the Avalanche, it seemed early on, though, that that was all smoke and noise as the Lightning got off to a blistering start with the uh, particularly lethal power play. But something changed around the All-Star break. The offense was getting lazy. The defense gave up a million chances a game, with Hedman in particular falling off a cliff. Even Vasilevsky was getting overworked and started to play badly himself. We wonder if maybe there was a... Maybe they were the back injuries he was playing through. I don't know. Uh, it's crazy that uh, that was just released out of nowhere. Um, but anyway, uh, maybe it happened in Russia, the surgery. <laughs> um, and yeah, he started to play badly. The power play was pretty much the only thing that was still working. The Lightning were the fifth best team in terms of expected goal percentage in the first half of the season, but only the 21st in the second half. So that, that shows a decline, even though um, uh, that the team is fairly healthy. It was the, the, the superstars definitely were. Um, nothing serious anyway, but uh, we can go back to that tired narrative. Maybe their energy was finally waning, or maybe they were just being sly vets and, and taking it easy before the playoffs, knowing they were locked in to play the Leafs in the first round, pretty much no matter what happened in the rest of the regular season. But no team can just flick the switch, and uh, Coach John Cooper knew this. Their lowest point came in a 5-3 loss to the Sabres, where Stamkos, Kucherov, and Point were all benched. So clearly something was wrong. Um, they still wrote up the season and were the better team in their series loss to the Leafs, but uh, it'll be interesting following if the same kind of pattern develops this season since there are still the same kind of narratives following them around, although it's a bit different now. Losing Vasilevsky, they they might be fighting for their playoff lives with uh, Jonas Johansson and, and whoever else they, they put in goal. Uh, so it'll, they, they might actually be fighting to, to get a playoff spot, unlike last year where they were locked into the Leafs the whole time. But uh, anything uh, anyway, the more... One more interesting thing of note is that the Lightning were incredibly better at home, going 28-8-5 as opposed to the road, where they finished with a losing record of 18-22-1. As much as we make fun of Florida hockey fans, 
all 30 of them. The Panthers have also recently been a, a team known for playing much better at home than on the road. So there must be something to the Sunshine State. So uh, we'll have to see if those trends continue, if uh, these these Florida teams play or keep playing better at home for whatever reason. But, yeah, obviously, if you're the Lightning, it's only a successful season if you win the Cup. So, guy yeah, losing in the first round, especially to uh, a burgeoning rival in the Leafs, that, that's definitely a, an unsuccessful season. Absolutely. Yeah. Last season was definitely unsuccessful for the Lightning, but I mean, they'll take it after winning, you know, so many cups and in, in, in such a short, short time span. But yeah, it was a great point there about Vasilevsky. I was just looking up his splits here from October to February. He was 28, 15 and two with a 919 save percentage. And then from March to the end of the season, he was six, seven and two, the 904 save percentage. I mean, smaller sample size, sample size. A lot of these games were against better teams, but he gave up six to the Hurricanes, who, you know, don't have a great offense, six, six to the Rangers in his penultimate game of the season. And he wasn't wasn't himself in the playoffs. He gave up seven to, to the Leafs in game two, gave up four, gave up five in game. So, like, yeah, he, he wasn't himself. And that, well, I mean, we're, we're seeing potentially why now with with that back surgery. He, uh, he went there and, yeah, they still they had their top players. Kucherov was, you know, once again, fantastic 113 points Brandon Point was great 95 points stamp goes over a point per game but I feel like they did feel the effects of of you know the the role pieces kind of declining a bit or downgrading a bit not declining I mean getting rid of Palat Palat wasn't great for the Devils but I mean Hagel is good 64 points Kalorin 64 Sorgachev was took a big step forward for them last year which which was needed with, with Hedman uh, declining as you said and then you know, I mean, they had Anthony Sorelli, good, good, uh, good two-way center, only played 58 games. They did have some injuries there. Uh, yeah, last season though for for the Lightning was not a success success whatsoever, and this season does not look like it will be either. But we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, as for the off season though, the uh, the Lightning, like every other contender, are limited on what they can do by the cap issues, and they've been a contender for as long as any team. So. They're also working with limited prospect quality. The pipeline is, is pretty much dead. and uh, They've done an excellent job finding and trading for players with flexible contracts, but there's only so much you can do when you have so many great players who need to be paid. Some of them got to go. Like this year, Ross Colton was the big one. He has been one of the better third-line centers in the league, so his loss will definitely hurt their depth. Uh, losing Patty Maroon, Patty Maroon and Corey Perry may matter in terms of grit and experience in the playoffs, but their impact to this team in the regular season should be negligible. Adding Connor Sheary is a, is a solid signing, but asking him to play top six minutes is a lot for him. So hopefully Tanner Juneau can have a bounce back here and bump him back down to the third line. We know that uh, they gave up a ton for Tanner Juneau, so hopefully you can pay some of that off this year. And yeah, I mean, the Lightning, when you can't do much, you're not going to get a good grade. So uh, we'll, we'll give him a C plus just because... Of, I don't know. We have to give them some credit for what they've done in, in years past and all that, and then still having some decent contracts on the books. So yeah, we'll just stick with the C plus. Yeah, there, there's not much they they really could do. I mean, I guess you can say it was a positive that they didn't overpay Alex Kalorn like uh, like the Ducks did, and they were able to you know get some get some sort of I mean a seventh seventh round pick, but something back for both Corey Perry and Patrick Maroon. Also trading away Ross Colden for for a second round pick, I think was. Probably pretty good, pretty good by them after they, uh, yeah, they gave up a lot for for Janos, signed Connor Sheary. So, but yeah, they didn't really have space to do too much. I mean, obviously now hindsight's twenty twenty, but maybe they, I mean, they definitely should have got a better backup goalie. You can say that now that Vasilevsky was, was injured, but 
I mean, the goalie market's always always kind of interesting out there, and you know they didn't want to sign a backup, or maybe a backup didn't want to sign there, knowing that Vasilevsky was going to probably play 60 games, maybe like a you know someone wanted to be a starter elsewhere. So yeah, the Lightning really they they continue to to you know downgrade their their depth pieces. So yeah, I think I think a somewhere in the C range is probably fair for them. Projecting forward, the uh, well, one positive thing that happened for the Lightning was the sudden breakout of 25-year-old Nick Purvix, a six-round pick who went from playing for St. Cloud State for four years to playing first-pairing minutes with Victor Hedman and uh, Mikhail Sergachev as well. While you can again credit the Tampa front office for hitting on a six-rounder, the amount of good luck that happens to this franchise is getting a bit silly. Uh, they, they can't afford and, and so lose uh, McDonough last year, a vital piece of their defense, and this random guy steps in and immediately fill a massive weakness in their team. It's a, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a bit lucky there for the Lightning, but yeah, it's a good front office, so you, you make your own luck in that sense, I guess. Uh, yeah, anyway, we mentioned having a tough year last year, and their fortunes this year will depend on whether that was an anomalous performance or if he's just getting old. Like he has logged a ton of ice time over the past 10 years after all, you know, going deep in the playoffs pretty much every year, except for uh, <laughs> to the Blue Jackets. Um, for the Lightning to be one of the best teams again, they need two things to happen. Hedman becomes their best defenseman again. Sergachev is great, but he doesn't have Hedman ceiling as a top three defenseman in this league. The other thing is Vasilevsky becomes a top three goalie man, but that's a bit of a doubt now that he is uh, injured and uh, he'll probably be rusty when it comes back. So, yeah, you know, best case scenario, he's, he's, he's Vasilevsky again in the playoffs. So they just got to get there and all that. Um, but, yeah, it, they also need to get better defense because they, they did not help him at all in that sense. That, that, that probably was why he got injured, fucking uh, making – 40 saves a game or whatever it was that uh, some nights. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's going to be seeing a lot of shots again because the, the defenses does not look better on paper. Um, unless of course, heaven becomes vintage headman, but uh, you know, he's what 34 years old now. And yeah, if Vasilevsky though can get healthy, take control of this game and the lightning, make a job a bit easier on him. They'll again, be one of the favorites for the cup. Uh, looking at the roster, however, how thin it's starting to look and how we think Hedman's best games are behind him, we figure the Lightning are again looking at a, about a 95-point season, which may not be enough to come to make the playoffs this year, seeing as all the younger teams are coming up behind them. Still, you can never write this team off. Uh, even without their their best player in Vasilevsky, they, they still have a lot of good hockey left in them. And, uh, you know, they, they still have... Kucherov, Stamkos, he's, he's not out of it yet. And Brain Point, of course, coming off a 51-goal 50, year, I think it was. And, um, uh, yeah, Mikhail Sergachev, of course, uh, their new number one defenseman, apparently. And, yeah, like this team is, is pretty volatile. But but we, we like we mentioned in the last show, we just uh, hit the under when the Vasilevsky news came out. Thanks to Ryan for that. And uh, at the current number, I uh, it's, it's no bets for me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you said they're, they're I mean, their depth is, is definitely going to be their downfall if they're not able to make the playoffs, or obviously with Vasilevsky's injury as well. But he he'll be back by he should be back by I mean 2024, so he's going to not he's going to miss hopefully less than half the season for them. But yeah, they have a great top line, Stamkos, Point, and Kucherov, as long as they can all stay healthy. Then I mean, second line of Hagel, Sorelli, Shiri is you know. That would be their third line during their during their dynasty, top dynasty years. And their third line right now, uh, Michael Essimont, uh, Nick Paul, Tanner Janot, 
solid third line, probably better as, as a you know a, a third or a fourth line. And their fourth line, Logan Brown, Luke Luke Lundetting, Tyler Mott, just you know should kind of probably be extra forwards there. Yeah, their defense. I mean, Perbix, if if he can keep it up, that's going to be be big for them. But they also did lose Ian Cole in the offseason. Ian Cole played 78 games, averaged 19 minutes a night for them. So that's a good chunk of minutes they're going to try to you know have replaced by their third pair is Calvin DeHaan, Zach Bogosian, which is which is not very good despite what uh, Talon may say about Zach Bogosian, his boy there. But I think one of the things we're forgetting, and I kind of feel like Talon saying this, is John Cooper. He, he is one hell of a coach. He, he is able to get the best out of his guys. He will get the best out of his guys. And I, I think that's why they, they're they still likely to make the playoffs. I mean, I I, I, I took him to miss the playoffs before – I didn't take him. I said, you know, they could miss the playoffs before Vasilevsky went down at like plus, two, plus 200, plus 225. But – now at this price, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I, if I take him to miss at, at a plus 145. Running through the odds here real quick, you can find over 93 and a half points at minus 125, under 96 and a half at minus 128. And you can find make make playoffs at minus 145 and miss playoffs plus 145 for um for the Lightning there. So I think like minus 145 to make the playoffs with with John Cooper Vasilevsky if he can come back you know in December January as long as Stamkos Point and Kucherov can stay healthy I think that's probably a solid bet but uh so with a situation like this where where the Lightning are obviously going to have um first half injuries and also with the Panthers when we get to them how do you handle betting them futures wise like in season like what you could, what do you have to see from them with Vasilevsky out for you to be like okay I'll take them as when they get to this price based on how how they're performing. Well, it's that's uh, that's basically being hopeful that Vasilevsky comes back 100%, which is hard to do. You know, back back surgeries are a tricky thing. I know my dad had a couple of them, so it was firsthand experience. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm sure my dad didn't have fucking uh, Andre Vasilevsky's surgeon. So uh, maybe he does a better job, but uh, still, uh, uh, goalies—they're—they're—they're you know, they're, they're fickle people. They're funny people, and the the, the injuries can affect them in, in in different ways than a, a player, perhaps. So it's, you're you're basically if you make that bet, if if they start losing whatever, and then you make that bet thinking that they'll turn it around when Vasilevsky comes back, uh, maybe you'll get the better number that way, but. I think the likelier scenario is that this team just fucking goes all out in the first couple months. Like they're just playing their asses off because they know they have to play their best to, to win without Vasilevsky. So I think that they'll be treading water kind of, and uh, I'm not sure the odds will plummet or whatever, but again, that depends on Jonas Johansson, not totally sinking the team, giving up, uh, I don't know, five goals a game or whatever, which he's certainly capable of doing. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I've no, I've no plans at this point of betting them one way or another. Uh, I would have to notice something that the market doesn't, and I'm not sure that that's going to happen. But one thing just that's interesting to point out, I mean, before the injury news came out, the Lightning were around 97, 98 points to their, their that was their point total, and now their consensus around 94. So. If you think Vasilevsky being out for a couple months is worth more than three or four points, then you can still bet the under. But uh, that that seems about right to me. I mean, yeah. he's not out the whole season, whatever. So I'm sure the team will be playing up to uh, try and compensate for the lack of uh, 
Vasilevsky in net. So that, that yeah, three four points. That's probably what he's worth uh, given the circumstances. So that that's why I think it's fair. But if you think that they'll just tank without Vasilevsky around for the first uh, few months, then go for it. Then then still bang that under ninety four, ninety five, or ninety six minus one twenty eight. Yeah, or just or just take missed playoffs, but plus one forty five, plus one forty, whatever you yeah, can actually, find it at. I think that's even better because yeah. it is the best division in the league. Even if and, and we, there's yeah, five we, teams, we talked about Buffalo it. and Ottawa too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think no, nah, I'm not getting into the Buffalo again. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Thor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he promised us a war. He said he, that, that he, he, would, he would come fighting, but I haven't seen anything yet. He must so still be working. Yeah. For <laughs> eighteen hours, nerve, maybe. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, miss the playoffs. I think is 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 yeah. plus one forty-five. Uh, that's actually pretty good compared to uh, under ninety-four and a half because that's around where he missed the playoffs anyway. That that you need like mm-hmm. ninety-three, ninety-four, ninety-five points to make the playoffs in even in some of the weaker divisions. So in this tough one, yeah, plus one forty-five. That I would recommend that. Yeah, and then um, them if 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 you think they can they can hang on with that Vassy and, and you like them to win the cup, you can still find them twenty to one, twenty five to one. I, I think that will probably get longer at some point during this season, unless like you said, you know they do go do go all out and are able to you know come out hot and then Vasilevsky comes back healthy. But I think at some point that'll that'll get longer. Indeed. Uh, all right. Uh, we are brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, we're going to just stay down there in in Florida there, move move a little bit down south to uh, Sunrise. What do you got on the cats? I know I had my share of complaints about the Florida Panthers as the season went along. Um, but honestly, no other team was as interesting as the Panthers were last season. It was a fucking roller coaster. Starting with in the offseason with the massive Kachuk, Huberdeau, and uh, Uyghur trade. They got off to a terrible start to the year, though, with bad goaltending, blown leads, and very poor finishing in spite of uh, very good underlying numbers. Um they had to scratch and claw the way into the playoffs, only surviving thanks to Pittsburgh losing as massive, minus 500, minus 600 favorites at home to the Blackhawks. Then they uh, went to war with the Bruins in the first round, and despite enduring crushing injuries that they played through for the rest of the playoffs, they, they beat them and the Leafs and the Hurricanes. They showed that they were a much better team than the team who showed up in the first half of the season, and uh, a lot of that had to do with Kachuk finding another level and Bobrovsky looking more like Columbus Bobrovsky. Um, not not quite a $10 million goalie, but uh, a lot closer than he was um, in prior playoffs. Uh, anyway, they lost the finals, of course, but it is encouraging to see this team go up a gear in the playoffs, especially their defense, which looks a lot weaker on paper than they, they played. Brandon Montour, in particular, became almost an entirely different player as he stepped up when Aaron Eckblad was playing poorly and, and playing injured. Of course, he's always injured. Uh, altogether, a very successful season, though, uh, especially considering it looked like the Canadians, who had their first rounder, 
were about to receive two high draft picks early in the season. Then. So, yeah, sucks for them. But, yeah, the Panthers had a hell of a season. You, you can't really complain when you, you you make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. It looked like they were just, you know, going to completely fall flat. That was the, the storyline around them for you know, the majority of, of, of the season up until the, the Panther or the uh, the Penguins kind of outdid them and just completely fell apart towards the end there, leading to uh, Ron Hextall's down, downfall there in, in Pittsburgh. But yeah, they, they, they turned it on in the playoffs. Everyone counted them out against the Bruins, especially after going down 3-1 and they, they stormed back to beat them. Took out the Leafs, swept the Hurricanes, but yeah, ultimately fell to the Golden Knights in the playoffs, which cost them with, with a few injuries that it's going to affect uh, this upcoming season. We'll get into that. But yeah, last season was was great for the Panthers. I think uh, one of the unsung heroes is definitely uh, Keith Kachuk, who uh, ripped the Panthers, you know, right before their final what five or six games, maybe seven games there. They went on a big win streak and also the Penguins. Shit the bed, and, and the Panthers were able to get in there. So maybe we'll see uh, some other other dads. Maybe we'll see Ty Domi ripping the Leafs in, in March for a, uh, a to give him a spark this season. One more up uh, person who gave him a spark was Paul Maurice, who was like calling him, "You're playing like fucking pussies on the bench," and uh, that was against the Leafs. So of course the Leafs media had a had a had a time with, with that. Like they they were very insulted, even though he wasn't saying it to their players. But anyway. As for the offseason, the Panthers are uh, another team tight to the cap ceiling. That's a, that's a trend, especially these playoff teams. So there's not much they could do. And, of course, they already – yeah, they did a fuckload of the season before. So um, – and they are they don't have any picks. <laughs> that's another reason. Uh, adding Evan Rodriguez is a good move, though. He's a hustler who can play pretty much anywhere on the ice. He'll add a bit of quality depth. Uh, losing the playoff warrior, Gudis Hurts, the uh, – Mikola is this kind of similar player. I think they got him with from the from the Blues. Um, yes. They lost yeah. Anthony Declare, another cap casualty. Couldn't afford him. Off to the Sharks, and they they brought in Oliver Ekman Larson, but who yeah, I don't know if he has anything left. He could barely <laughs> skate with the Canucks after his his uh, surgery. But I guess paying him two and a half for one year is is cheap enough to find out for themselves. Maybe he's got something left. Anthony Stolarz, though, is a good enough backup. They had to invest in the goalie, though, with Spencer Knight still in the player's assistant program, as far as I know. Um, this is I wrote this well like a month ago. I think uh, so. Yeah, I haven't heard otherwise. So, yeah, yeah we'll give him a B minus. It's similar similar thing to the to the Lightning and a lot of the other playoff teams who uh, couldn't do much, and it's a weak free agency class. So, B minus. Uh, apparently, uh, Spencer Knight is was back on the ice as of three days ago. I'm not sure if he's I mean, he's activated or if he's going to be ready for the season. But it's good to see him back back on the ice there. But yeah, as you said, Stoli the goalie coming from uh, Anaheim via Philadelphia was a solid backup there. Uh, yeah, the offseason losing Gudis, I, th- I think, is big. That's a big physical presence there, especially given their their injuries. Um Replacing Duclair with 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 Evan Rodriguez, I, I guess is okay. Daily Faceoffs has Rodriguez projected to play on the top line with uh, Barkov and first round pick from I believe 2018, Gregory Denisenko, who wasn't great in the AHL last year, 36 points in 56 games. So Panthers, uh, you know, maybe should have went out and got got more, but like you said, they were up up against the cap, didn't really have have much uh maneuverability there so i mean given given their resources they they did fine probably a a, yeah a solid b minus c plus somewhere in that range 
Looking at this next season, as impressive as last season was, and even though they deserved a better playoff seed given how well they played relative to results, they were, uh, I think, fourth in expected goals for fourth, fifth, top five anyway, fourth in course before percentage, seventh in expected goals for percentage, so uh, a lot better than finishing as the eighth seed in the East. Uh, but we're not we're not expecting the season to to go much better. Uh, we need only look at their defense to spot. Uh, they have the glaring weakness of this team. Montour will miss the start of the season. Ekblad is out. Uh, I think they're both going to be projected to be back around December. We'll see. Um, but even when Montour returns, there's not much behind him. Listerine in Forsling, bottom tier guys uh, for your top two pairings. But Mahura is a decent penalty killer, but that's about it. Mikola is a grinder, but don't give him too many minutes against fast players because he's slow as fuck. And Mike Riley is just uh, another Mike. Uh, <laughs> his, his play is as bland as his name. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's a reason why this team gave, gave up so many goals, and it's, it's not just because of Bobrovsky. There's just the the defense is not there. On the positive side, though, the Panthers score a lot of goals, too. Like, the uh, past few years, they've had to outscore their opponents most of the time. And that's not going to change while missing Montour early on will hurt. At least the team are now familiar with Paul Maurice's system from the start. A major reason why they struggled last year was having to adjust not only players to coach, but coach to players. As Maurice's Panthers team looked uh, very different than his old Jets teams. So look out for more overs when betting games. But we're, we're going under on their points total, even even at the, what is it, 99 and a half now there? Yep. Something like that. Yeah, I, I still like the under there and the uh, relatively or re- uh, related what's the word correlatively fuck it also <laughs> missed the playoffs plus uh 180 or whatever it is now yeah yeah i think that's a good call there i think uh the i mean montour and and ekblad are supposed expected to both be out until you know december mid-december is what send report here i'm reading is saying and i feel like that's as big of a loss if not bigger than vasilevsky for the lightning obviously the back injury is more you know, worrisome long-term. And, and I mean, Ekblad and Montour both have shoulder injuries, which, which may affect them, you know, their shot and everything if they, especially if they rush back. So I, I feel like that's a huge loss for them. Like you said, their, their defense is not great. I, I was just ripping their, their top line, uh, Rodriguez and Dinosenko uh, with Barkov, but they have good depth for Hagee, Bennett, Kachuk, second line, Lusterine and Lundell, Reinhardt, third line's pretty good. And Lombergs, Laurent, and Nick Cousins, good kind of chippy, grindy, grinded out fourth line type, but yeah, the, the, their defense is not great, especially with, with uh, Ekblad and Montour out. E- even with them, if, if you slide them in, they still don't have too much there on the blue line, especially with OEL projected to be on their top pair somehow right now. And yeah, it comes down to goaltending, which it, it did last. I mean, it always does for, for every team. But Bobrovsky, we've seen how good he can be in the playoffs. We've seen how bad he can be. I mean, people were talking about he has one of the worst contracts in the league, which he, he probably still does. I mean, uh, Stanley Cup would, would definitely you know, kind of soften the blow of that. But he, he has not been the Vesna the quality goalie that they expected to get from Columbus. Only a 901 save percentage last year, 913 the year before. So if they're able to get more of that, and like you said, they do, do know Maurice's system, which will help. But yeah, I'm still I still like them. I think missed the playoffs plus 180 is is the best bet under 99 and a half points. If you just want to bet points is a good bet as well, but um, you can find them to make the playoffs. Their best odds are minus 190. I also found them to miss the playoffs plus 235 on, uh, on, on can be books. I found that on uh, it's in, it's on can be books. Uh, the discord uh, parks, uh, 
Bet Rivers, Unibet, Unibet, stuff like that, uh, which is insane. You you can argue that. still used to be. I don't know if they're still. Uh, I'm not be. sure. I think if they, they switched are. to some I other service. Yeah, but yeah, you can get them plus two thirty five. Uh, I bet I bet a decent amount on that. And if you want to arbit, you can get minus one ninety. I mean that that's not. I mean that's pretty good. But I mean it's it's going to be money held up till April, so you can probably get a better return on on a shorter R. But yeah, that shows how good them to miss the playoffs. The plus two thirty five is. I would be all over that. I am all over that, and I think them to miss it at plus 180 is is a good bet as well. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, this team is is going to be uh, another interesting one to follow. It's just the, the, the division's getting better every year. Seems like there's just every every team is good except for the Canadians. So there's not a lot of bottom feeders to feed on. Um, so yeah, it just I just don't like their defense at all, and I think that Bobrovsky comes back to earth after a stellar playoffs. And yeah, you mentioned that top line that that's not that's not doing much for me. Uh, oh. I know, I know, I know. Declare was injured most of last year anyway, but still uh, losing losing him uh, as a goal scorer hurts as well. So yeah, it's it's you can only go under here, I think. Yeah, yeah definitely there. And then um, just looking at their odds. If you're under that to win the division, our, our six to one, I think that's that's way too short given that given their injuries. And then to win the cup, uh, you can find um, twenty to one, thirty to one at uh, one book here. So I think that's probably also a bit too short. It would be really interesting if you know if these both of these Florida teams, the Panthers and the Lightning, miss the playoffs, and then both of Buffalo and Ottawa make it. But I, I feel like that would be absolutely wild to see in this division. See like a bit of a, a bit of a changing of the guard. I can see something similar. Thinking positively about this team, something similar to last year where they had uh, crazy odds to 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 win the cup. Uh, I think they're 40, 45, 50 to one even uh, yeah. at a certain point in the yes. year. So yeah, I could see them have a slow start with with them missing their defensemen early on, and uh, just just not not enough guys to make up for them that uh, they could have a slow start. And then you know you think the Ekapai can finally put a few months of health together and uh, Montour plays like you did uh, in the second half of last season, then you have a good team again, the same team as last year. And, uh, and yeah, if Kachuk plays like he did in last year's playoffs, then you, you've got one of the best playoff performers in the league. So that's, that's me thinking optimistically. You can wait for better numbers to bet them to win the cup. But uh, right now I don't see it. Yeah, this is probably the better team than the Lightning to to wait to bet to to win the cup because you saw them do it last year. They, they they've proven that they can you know go go down early, look like one of the biggest disappointments after after winning the President's Trophy, and then be able to bounce back. And you know Ekblad and Montour should should both be able to come back, eat up twenty minutes a night each, and you know that that's kind of you know two short things coming back going to get midseason. So yeah, if they get up to you know. 30 40 50 to win, win 50 to 1 to win the cup i think at that point depending on everything else obviously i think at that point it might be a solid bet i think one more thing is that the the market has a lot more respect for the lightning than the panthers yes, so yeah. the odds will go down for the panthers quicker than uh, the odds will go down for the lightning just because you know it's the lightning they want to do the stanley cup so now they're not going to become 50 to 1 just because they look bad for a few weeks so that's that's another reason why the Panthers might be a, a little underrated later on in the season. Yeah, that's a good uh, professor tidbit there. You know, making sure you're able to, you know, what the market market respect, what the market like. I mean, because they're gonna, you know, the, the bigger market teams. Toronto is always kind of bet up as you get closer to game time. So yeah, it's definitely got a Lightning have more of like a pedigree and are definitely more well respected around the league and, and around the country, and that and that's represented in the markets. Yes, sir. Uh, all right. Anything else on this or anything else at all before we close it out? 
no, no, I'm good. I'm falling asleep here. Uh, got a long, long weekend ahead of me. Uh, I bet, yeah. All right, uh, make sure you join us in the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. We're going to be throwing out all sorts of bets in there, all sorts of great conversation. Uh, apparently a fight at some point this weekend between Joel and I and Thor, so make sure you keep an eye out for that. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Hockey Game Podcast, give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and I'll turn on auto-download if you get the episodes downloaded in your feed as soon as they are published. Uh, check out the website. Got plenty of articles up there for hockey and every sport. And uh, follow us on Twitter at HockeySGPN. And I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at RGilbertSOP. You can also find me trying out this new strategy of playing black metal music for, for trying to sleep. <laughs> and I'm Joel Myron. You'll find me uh, falling asleep to, to golf. Probably not tonight, but tomorrow night. And uh, yeah, uh, if you want some recommendations, I got plenty on uh, Norwegian black metal, including some, some that uh, Victor Hovland. Victor Hovland, he, he likes to listen to uh, Norwegian black metal. He, he's a team Europe right now and, and killing it. Killing Americans. Excellent. See ya.